Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 524 from September 1st, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Ken Marino. Ken is making his Classic Love Line debut. He would go on to be a very memorable, semi-regular guest, even once bringing in booze from his truck so they could get hammered mid-show. However, his only other known appearance was from Classic Love Line 1429, which is Wednesday, March 21st, 2001, with guests Samantha Mathis and James Roday. They're all on the television show at the same time. James, you would know from Psych much later on, and it's his only known Love Light appearance, and it's probably one of the funniest all-time episodes ever recorded, so look out for that one. He may have a lost visitor or two in the archive coming up, we'll find out in the coming months. Right now, Ken is promoting his new role on Men Behaving Badly, the U.S. version. After the departure of Ron Eldred at the end of Season 1, Adam goes kind of in-depth on the uh, cast shakeup and tries to get more information, and lists off the upcoming guests, including Salt and Pepper. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997, some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to support and follow more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two, three, four, eight. Welcome Love Line. with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, it is. Phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician. Dixon Mesa. Tonight, our guest, uh, the new man from Men Behaving Badly, Ken Marino, is in here. Tomorrow night, uh, we'll have uh, art from Everclear making a long-awaited return. And then uh, Sunday will be Salt and Peppa. Oh, Salt and Peppa. I know you're down with them, Drew. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Jars of Clay and then uh, Duran Duran will be in uh, also uh, next week. But tonight, uh, Ken Marino, Men Behaving Badly. Now, let me just explain... (laughs) <laughs> What's going on with Men Behaving Badly? Show uh, started up last season. It wasn't a replacement show, was no, it? No, I don't think so. No, it was uh, a regular, regular must-see regular show. Regular must-see stuff. Yeah. Sure, and, must-see TV. Uh, now, uh, this is just my layman's um, um, observation of the show. It came in with a real bang. A lot of people talking about this show. There's a lot of shows, which not, isn't necessarily a good thing. <clears throat> Like this Suzanne Summers has been on this show, uh, Step by Step or something like that. She's going on her 15th season. <laughs> and people come up to Susan all the time and go, do you want to get back into TV? <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, I've been on for 15 years on this show with Patrick Duffy. Didn't she squeeze in uh, She's the Sheriff somewhere in there? Yes. Wasn't that on for like 17 seasons in there? Yeah. Drew was on He's the Bailiff for just a couple of seasons on uh, on a network, on UPN, I believe it was. It didn't work out. It's been off of Night Court. Yeah. All right. I watched it. Quiet down now. The point is, is the show came out big. And I think it, something ha- it had a lot to do with the content, and Rob Schneider was in it, and people were interested. And I thought it was uh, did real well in the ratings, and then it seemed to sort of... Uh, peter out a little bit but it was still uh, hanging around and then there was a little trouble on the set apparently there were some back uh, stage problems i well, wasn't there for it right well um, you're trying to get some dirt 
No, I, it's not going to happen. I hear Rob <laughs> Schneider's a difficult guy to work with. That I have, is, uh, I'm having a great time with him. That, I'm sure you are. That's the uh, buzz on the street. <laughs> That's all. And I believe all the buzz, by the way. I hear buzz about people being delightful to work with, and then I hear buzz about people being horrible to work with. I always believe the horrible part. I rarely believe the delightful part. That's boring, that part. Right. For instance, Drew would have a reputation as being a delightful guy to work with. I, I have, so. I'm you. not sure uh, what my reputation is or if I even have one at this uh, meager stage in my career. <laughs> a pro. I, I'm looking forward just to having any kind of reputation at all. We'll, this we'll guy is an asshole. Tonight. All right, settled, Drew. Anyway, now, can you know from the state, which was on our beloved MTV for... It said uh, in the bio four seasons. Four seasons. That could be four months on MTV, That's about four. right? <laughs> we have short seasons over at MTV, as you know. Right. We did, uh, I think, uh, each season was about six or seven shows. Well, when they say season, they mean like, you know, winter, spring, and autumn. That, uh, it's a season, MTV. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That's three right oh, there. Yeah. We did 12 seasons last year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They're still, still playing them. Still got paid less uh, than our guest uh, last night from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. For one week. Or, for, one week uh, <laughs> for one week of gathering wood and a uh, starch collar. They pay great over there, don't they? Oh, boy. Jeez, I'm, I'm ready to start a foundation. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know what to do with all this money. All right, so, Ken, you got a pretty good gig here, which is is you're replacing the blonde guy. That's right. On the guy, men behaving the badly. guy from ER. Huh? He was on ER. He was? Yeah, Ron Eldard. No, I didn't know that. He was the uh, he was the uh, guy in the ambulance. What do you call those guys? Uh, ambulance driver. <laughs> yeah, the ambulance driver. EMT? Guy. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've never seen an episode of ER, because any show that starts past 9 o'clock, Drew and I miss. We're here. And um, I haven't oh, figured yeah. out the VCR yet, because I'm only 33. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, this is, uh, this is a pretty prime gig. I mean, this is kind of a big deal. I'm sure they went on a national search to find the guy who was going to replace this guy. Yeah, apparently they were looking at a lot of people. And how did, uh, what happened? You got a call from the agent? I think I got lucky. It was good timing on my part, because uh, it was, uh, they had seen pretty much everybody. And uh, I couldn't see them at, uh, for a long time because I was on hold for a pilot that I shot. For oh, the, this is the Adam Carolla School of Interviewing. The WWWB. Oh, is this the, what's going on? The, this is Adam. This is the Screw You School of Interviewing. What are you talking about? Well, you always, eh, you don't want me to screw you. And uh, if they want, 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 then at the last minute you'll walk in and uh, make an impression. Right. That's exactly what happened. It was good timing. Right. But you can't go as far as I go, which is uh, actual casting directors calling my agent <laughs> and complaining that I'm abusive. That's a little too far. But it's good to uh, make them want you just a little bit. Like, uh, don't go don't go on the first audition, stuff like that. Make them, uh, you know, it's, like, it's a lot like a date. Yeah, kind of. You yeah, know, you, uh, I, I think... Uh, you show up in a bow tie with a handful of pomade and a hair and uh, uh, some flowers under your arm drooling. They're that, going to think you're desperate. That's exactly what I did for this audition. Oh, and it worked. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to write that down. All right, so Ken gets the gig, and the show, the uh, the premiere, uh, Sunday is Sunday, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, Sunday and, night. And NBC. They got rid of that Justine Bateman too. Apparently, she was trouble as well. Man, yes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, That's they, what yes, I heard. they did get rid of her. I don't know if she was trouble. I just heard there's a lot of trouble there. So um, you, you have no problem with Rob Schneider thus far? No, we're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how many have you done? Do you just do? Have you just done one? No, we shot. Uh, Five episodes so far, I think. Oh, all I think right. There's five ep episodes. Of the first one I wasn't in, though. That was the farewell episode for Ron. That was the wedding episode. That, that was aired. a wedding episode. It just aired this past Sunday. Right. 
uh, I think we uh, I think we knocked them dead with uh, being fourth of the four uh, networks. We came in fourth. Really, and on NBC too. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. Please, you got to do better than that. Sunday nights at eight o'clock. All know, right. Everybody's watching family uh, TV. Yeah, you're fine. Hey, listen, <laughs> don't you know? Uh, isn't uh, Matthew Carlson mm-hmm. one of your buddies? Yeah, he's like one of the big guys there. He's the uh, executive producer. producer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, and and Creator. what? Didn't Creator. you have a talk with Matthew Carlson about a year ago? About a year ago, about yeah. you. Yeah, how'd that conversation go, Drew? Because that guy Adam Carolla, I'd sure like to have him. He'd be, he'd make a great writer. I'd love to meet him. I'd love to have him work with. What him. happened? Nothing, because they've been asking about. Well, Adam's got That's great. It. Adam's got great follow through. I came on and said, "Adam, you got to call this guy." Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, you see how well it, how well it's paid off. So, Drew, I thought we he are, was supposed to call me. Well, no, no. We are organizing a like a meal though with them. Oh, we are. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm throwing that. I'm not setting it up. So. Okay. Yeah, my girlfriend works for Matthew Carlson. She's the uh, his like assistant or something. And his mom is a colleague of mine at a hospital. Matthew Carlson's mom, yeah. not my mom. This she is hates fa- This is fascinating. Well, <laughs> Are you going to be involved in this dinner? No. Okay. Maria. Yes. You're 22. Yes. What's um, going on? I've been having sex with my boyfriend for about a year and a half now, um, and I've never had an orgasm with him, but I have been faking them the entire time. Mm-hmm. And this is very frustrating for me. Um, and I kind of feel like I'm past that point of no return. Like, there's no way I can... Right. I, I don't know if there's something wrong with me, if there's something wrong with him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is something you have experienced in the past with other people, is that correct? Yes. yes. And what's missing here? Um, well, sex doesn't... I don't... Sex doesn't last very long with him. Mm-hmm. Um, foreplay can last for a while, but once things get started it's pretty much over with um so you gotta fake it real fast <laughs> yeah he's he's a, a real gullible because <laughs> either that or i'm a really good actress because he he kind of he buys it and listen men are gullible about the fake orgasm women are gullible about uh screwing up their hair <laughs> you know they come in here with a different hairstyle every other night no nah, it looks great yeah it's uh it's lovely oh you, really you like it uh yeah yeah that's uh it's, it's, it's nice oh oh okay that's yeah, great. yeah men don't buy that about their hair but they certainly will buy it about the orgasm i i know that and i care i really care about him a lot well, why, and don't you, I why don't you work so, work with him not not focus on the orgasm but work with him and and sort of finding ways that you can prolong this whole experience well i don't know really how to bring that up without making him feel like she's dug herself a big sperm yeah. pit is the, <laughs> is the problem i mean maybe you can challenge him challenge him how what? By, by saying that maybe you've been capable of more than one and you'd like to oh like to fake it twice oh, i've done that <laughs> you fake the multiple wow i'm See, fired can, i know a, a lot of people don't a lot of people think this is disrespectful. A lot of people think it's uh, disrespectful to the guy. A lot of people think it's uh, lying. putting, it's lying. It, and, and for women, it's degrading. For me, this is the greatest gift a woman can give to a man. <laughs> I mean, think about that. She's faked a multiple That's orgasm. Good. That's pretty good. That's love. 
Are you crazy? Truly. You know, this is the, really care and about And people this guy. say, "Oh, you shouldn't fake." Well, what what about this? I mean, what about when your kid comes home after the you know third grade and he's he's got some crap he spilt on some construction paper and you say, "That's beautiful. That is a work of art. I'm going to put it right on the refrigerator." Now it's a piece of crap. But what are you supposed to do? Tell him it tell him it sucks and throw it away? No, you put it on the fridge. Why? Because it makes him feel good about himself. But I would really like to get off while having sex with this man that I care about, but mm -hmm. it's too, I don't know. I don't know if it's me, if it's him. I, God bless him. I mean, he tries really hard beforehand, but mm. once it's started, it's like it's totally over with. So the, the oral thing isn't doing it for you? He's got a tongue ring, tongue ring even. Oh, hey. Not, which he pierced for me, and it's not. Uh, right, now know. here's that theory we have that again, is, is is that such a wonderful thing being the receptive partner of somebody with a ring? It's cool. I mean, I've had it with and without. It's it's a different kind of a thing. But um, that that is not a reason to put a sharp device through one's tongue. It's like hey, it's well, well it's kind of it. you know. I didn't but but I listen didn't to what she's saying for everybody else. Oh, it's uh, it's different. It's okay. <laughs> oh, good. Is that why you put a, a barbell through your tongue to to be kind of oh okay. <laughs> Well, come on. That, 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 again, listen, we, the guy's... a little spice. You know, it's a little spice. In yeah, the, it's uh, not worth having a foreign body jam through your... Yeah, but... Some people like that pain. Listen. That's true. The, the guy is exhausting all resources at this point. That's all. So He's reaching. Me. This it's is me. <laughs> is it, I don't know. Maybe I'm not letting go. I don't... No, I no, listen. No, you're fine. You just need to find a way to assert it, what it is that you need with him. Without feeling that you're going to threaten him. Yeah. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I can imagine how that would feel to a yeah, man okay, but to you, hear but you after a year and a half. To, I'm you thinking should be able to. Oh, God. Just imagine imagine hearing, um, honey, um, you know the great sex we've been having for the last year and a half? The uh, amazing uh, orgasms you've been bringing me to uh, would probably number in the thousands at this point. <laughs> Fake them all. Every one, one of them. them. <laughs> Every single one of them. Remember the uh, hat trick I pulled the other night? Faked all three of them. Nothing. Nothing. I was uh, I was counting the uh, divots in the cottage cheese ceiling. This is the reason now, would, why women shouldn't do that, if no other. Now, would it be bad? I mean, would it be bad for just to uh, maybe kind of talk him through it? Talk him through a different That's way? That's the point. You know, I mean, why, approach? Right. why not just try something You don't different. have to tell him that you've been faking it right. in the past, but can't you just say uh, something like, uh, hey, tonight, let's do something different. There you go. Right. You know, when you see on his face, he's starting to, uh, you well, know, actually try to bring the woman to an arousal state. You know, you, you, you back off and you try something different. I don't know. Massage yeah, I mean, is whatever. Yeah. You need to mold the guy a little bit. And you lying there and faking it is not not doing any molding. And this guy's high five in his way all the way back to work the next day. Hey, <laughs> just, oh. I have to say, until the tongue piercing part, I thought it might have been my girlfriend. Robin. Hi. Have you ever caught a woman uh, faking an orgasm? Oh, I don't ask. Not Robin. No, not you. Uh, Robin? Yeah? You're 29? Yeah. Yeah, I would never ask either, by the way. All right. What's going on? Oh, um, I've got this guy that I'm going out with. By the way, if I'm out on a date with a woman and she belches in the car, I count that as an orgasm. <laughs> I, I don't ask it, questions. It, it, that is one, right? No? <laughs> That's, I, okay. I count it. All right. Robin, what's going on? Um, I'm going out with this guy. He's I'm 29. He's 21. And um, sex is really good with him. And he had suggested going to the city one night to a club, and a strip club. And so I went, and I had a really good time, and I 
had a private dance with a girl, and he wanted to watch. So he stood in the corner, and while she touched me and I touched her back, and uh, it was really good, and I enjoyed it. Were there nine other guys watching, too? No, it was just us three in a, in a, in a enclosed booth. Oh, that's expensive. And now I want to go back, but I want to go back alone. <laughs> because uh, because you... For a job or... No, no, no. Because I, I like the girl. You like this particular girl? Yeah. You don't think it's just because that's the one you had the experience with? It might be. Meaning if, if you went back and found another woman, you don't think you'd be into her too? Maybe. Well, not, but she's talking to an expert here in you. And yes, that is that, you. that you, you pretend she was just a guy who is infatuated with a stripper. Mm-hmm. Well, what advice would you give her? Yeah. Um, uh, you got to go, you got to make change. You got to go to the ATM and you got to uh, break some, some of those 20s. <laughs> and even if he does, or she does that. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're not going to start a relationship with this woman. No. But, no. It just, um, it's just a fantasy. But it was a fantasy that I guess came true. But now I want to keep fulfilling it. But it's it's a fantasy for you and this woman, or for you to have a lap dance, or for you to be with a woman. To be with a woman. Oh, I see. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want my life to be like that forever. But I mean, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. You want to experiment? Yeah, I'm. I'm very experimental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. See, guys, this is what you get. By the way, when you you start experimenting this way. Because he initially thought this was going to be a big turn-on for him, and it was. I'm sure he's got his uh, mileage out of it in the bathroom. <laughs> but, uh, but no, he really has, and this is how guys work. They uh, have different experiences, which are good for certain mileage. Like, you know, he's locked that image in his head for a while. Right. Some, you're driving down the street, some girl pulls her top up and presses it against the uh, window of the car. You go, eh, that's, uh, that's good for two. <laughs> I could I get, use that. I get I like two, that. two and a half out of that one. <laughs> But you walk in on, like, your roommate getting it on with his girlfriend, and you've really been hot for the girlfriend for a while. You go, that's 15, 20, <laughs> maybe 25, depending on how hot the summer is. This is like a good 40-plus for him. Depending on how hot the summer is? Yeah. You know, when it really dries out. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. So, so this is why he did this, but now you're into women. No, I, I don't. I can't say that, but... Uh... I want to go back. She's into this experience. Do you want to you want to go back and have her and dance with her again, or yeah, do you want to maybe go out on a date with a, a woman or this particular? No, I, w- I want to do the dance again. It's, yeah. it's sort of safe for her to, to act, have this fantasy because it's a very controlled situation. But don't you think if she goes back and gets the dance that this is just sort of a stepping stone? Maybe, maybe to not. Lesbianism. But, mm, we can't say that. Maybe, maybe not. But he wants to go. <laughs> in. I'd have well, to go there. And, I'd have then. to go there and see. When are yeah. you going there? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever I can go without him knowing. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, why don't you just go down there? Yeah. I, I think I, you're going to have to test it out. I think so. And and what are they? Uh, how much was it, by the way? Sixty for um. Sixty. All the way nude Good God. And Forty for topless. Sixty. I went sodomy for sixty. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> Sounds like I'm playing. Uh, uh, <laughs> Should we bet on Robin at all? I got a little. You know, and they're not. So they're playing Jeopardy. Uh, Alex, Alex will take sodomy for sixty, please. What? There's not supposed to be, I guess, a lot of touching. They can touch you, but you're not really supposed to touch them. Right. But she was like grabbing me and, and making me touch her, and she put her her breast in my mouth, and I mean, she was like. Maybe it was I an accident. Maybe they just fell in there. Night. But she had her face in my crotch. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Were you drunk? No. Well, I no, I take that back. I had a beer. 
But mm. it takes me six shots of tequila to get drunk, so mm. I wasn't. You not, know. not a cheap day. You good looking, Robin? Uh, five foot, blonde, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, see, this call's going to be one for me. <laughs> I get one out of the call. Cool. That put me over the top. All right. All right, if I can what, just get one of these a night. Find out what the dancer looked like. All right, go over there and check it out. I'm, I'm sure. And I already got her figure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, just uh, go explore and uh, bring lots of cash. 60 bucks for a lap dance. You want to bet on Robin? Holy, uh, no, I don't want to bet on Robin. But uh, when I was in uh, New York, you know, the strip club etiquette is kind of weird. I don't, uh, I don't know if you've, uh, true, I'll just count you out on this one. But, uh, Ken, I don't know if you've, well, you come from New York, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've been to a few uh, strip clubs? Yes, I've, I've uh, wandered into a couple. Uh... It, it's kind of weird because when you go into a strip club, you kind of want to seem like a high roller. I mean, there's, there's a weird thing between wanting to get close to the stage, wanting to do a lot of tipping, but also wanting to save your money. And at, uh, you know, five, six bucks a beer, it gets a little bit expensive. And when I was in New it York uh, about a month ago, I went to Scores. Oh, that's and, an expensive uh, one. You're very expensive. That's very just to get in. It's like thirty bucks or something. <clears throat> like yeah, that. and you have to wear. You can't wear shorts or uh, blue jeans. They have a dress code and everything. And and um, there was a couple of guys who were sitting in front of me, and they recognized me, and they said, uh, "We want to get him a lap dance." So, stripper came over, and she said, uh, "I'm giving you a, a lap dance." But they're very cryptic. These strippers, or the music's loud, and they just don't talk real good. But they, she came by, and she gave me a lap dance. And when we were done with the lamp dance, I said, uh, you know, what do I owe you or whatever? And she said, uh, no, those guys paid for it. But and, you can tip me. But she said, no, she said, um, would you like another? And I said, who's buying me all these lamp dances? And she said, uh, the second one's not for free. And I thought to myself, well, I just got one from you. I mean, now I'm going to pay. What are you going to do this time? I'm going to pay for another. Yeah, what, what's going to be so different this time? Besides, <laughs> I, I still have the same erection I had on the last one. <laughs> this so, is the Coolidge theory. So, uh, Rita Coolidge or Calvin or Calvin Coolidge? Oh, okay. Or, I'll tell you the story sometime. Okay, I'd love to hear. Then you explain the whole Taft Hartley thing too. <laughs> All right. So now. I didn't want to be a jerk or anything, but I said, uh, uh, you know, if I got to pay for this one, uh, no thanks. And so she sort of rolled her eyes, and I said, uh, but hold on, let me give you a little something. I'd like to give you a tip, you know. So I reach in my wallet, and there's five twenties and a single, oh. and the lap dances were twenty bucks. So of course she's looking at the twenties, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, you're not going to ask her for change. <laughs> I'm not going to ask for change. <laughs> can, you, can you break this? I, I don't know where those nickels are coming out of, by the course. way. <laughs> but she like twists her ear, and a roll of quarters fall out of her ass. <laughs> well, I, I, she's danced with me. <laughs> I've seen her work. So she's looking at the twenties, and I'm looking at the single, and I'm thinking, now I can't give her a twenty because if I pay her the twenty, then it's and you the might as well get that other dance. The lap dance is 20, and these guys bought me the lap dance, and why should I pay her for the price of two lap dances? But if I give her the single so we both stand there, you know, frozen in time for a few moments, and then she finally sucks at me and goes, oh, forget it. And she uh, <laughs> struts away. And, and she I made felt like an idiot. She made $20 from that song. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel badly about she it. She was impressed with you. It's just, <laughs> you want to be cool, but. All right, uh, Drew, why don't you sell the hell out of the next call? Uh, Michelle's pregnant, wants to know about circumcision. Great. Wait a second. We'll be back.
Blinds galore, baby. And cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. Yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the, the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun, if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The... You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. BlindsGalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. And it's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. Hi, this is Ken, Chris, and Jay from from the Squirrel Squirrel Nut Zippers. And And you're you're listening listening to Love Live with with Adam Carolla and and Dr. Drew. Wow. True, you like squirrel nuts. I right? do. Okay. Because I got the horns. This is your kind of music, too, isn't it? Are you uh, are you techno, or uh, would you say you're um, uh, goth? <laughs> I can't remember what you said you were. Anyway, Ken Marino is here. What's happening? Hello. He is um, going to be moving into Men Behaving Badly. Moving out of my apartment. And, uh, yes, being evicted from from his apartment. But that's all right. You should be buying a condo or something. What are you talking about? Well, you out, you're out here from New York, I'm right? I'm out here from New York, Did yes. you come out here for this? I moved out for this, yeah. And I moved into an apartment, and now they're uh, throwing me out because it was an illegal sublet. Right. And now I have no place to live. So if anybody knows of any place to live, let me know. Well, you uh, you did that Santa Monica rent control thing. Yes. Oh. Which I, I didn't know about. I didn't know. You can sublet in New York in, in certain places. It's pretty standard practice over there, isn't it? I, I've subletted uh, three, four times. I had no problem. Here's the thing I like about New York in general, even though I've never never lived there. Uh, although I have been to, a, as I mentioned, a strip bar or two there. They, they basically, um, they don't enforce the letter of the law. It's and and they actually don't even uh, enforce uh, any law. Uh, no, it's just sort of live too many and let other live things and, to do. Yeah, like, for instance, they don't hand out jaywalking tickets. They've got bigger fish to fry. And subletting is like, listen, as long as I'm getting the uh, $1,100 in the mail each week as the landlord, I'm getting it. I don't care if um, Satan has moved in uh, with uh, Manson. (laughs) Just as long as I get that check, live and let live. Mm -hmm. Here it's all about everyone here is worried about getting sued or liability or, or something. I can't explain why everyone is so uptight around here. But uh, it is, it's not the spirit of the law. It's the letter of the law that seems to be enforced around here. Oh. Thank you, Mike. And in New York, it's just more... Um, it's more laid back, more lax. Yeah, I mean, they, just, they don't seem to be as um, bound, uh, bound up by as many rules, for instance. I mean, sometimes they enforce it, like this last place that I moved out of in New York. Right. We wanted to sublet it, and uh, he caught us. <laughs> we told him we were just moving to L.A. for a couple of months, and then uh, he pulled up. As I, I was in the uh, big moving truck, kind of sitting there, and then we were moving a wardrobe out, and he pulled up, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? It's moving out there for two months. No big deal, you know. 
So uh, uh, he, he caught us, and that wasn't a that wasn't a. All right, so now you're experience. now you're out, and you're looking for. I'm out. Well, so. you move in with Rob Schneider. You guys are so close. <laughs> yeah, He's such a delight to work with. <laughs> he is a nice guy to work with. What's all right, going that's, on? Uh, that's I hear things. That's all. <laughs> True, you hear things. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Drew hears things, too. <laughs> oh, and let me tell you, when Drew hears something, that's bad. <laughs> that is real bad, because Drew doesn't hear things. <laughs> Michelle. Um, I'm a month pregnant, and I'm having a boy, and I would like to have him circumcised, but um, I don't have the money. And um, I've, heard, I've read about it, and a lot of um, doctors disapprove of the procedure because they feel it's unnecessary. Yeah. My, so my, there's um, some controversy. My there. folks were in the same position when I was born, but they ended up just taking it out of my allowance slowly. It was like uh, four bucks a week for, I think it was like 22 years or something. Um, I want to know Somebody how to Dr. Drew felt about um, It is controversial. Yeah. And... Boy, when I read the literature, it still looks to me mm. like it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't you get a lot of if you don't get it? There's a lot of like diseases and well, germs th- and things. Well, there's concern about about various kinds of hassles uh, of, of irritation and infection, folding things and there's, back there's and all. Virt- essentially no cases of penile cancer in circumcised males. Yeah. Um, so, so there are some advantages, but mm. the advantages are apparently not substantial, and there are risks of complications. And we had a what was that organization we had represented in here? That one, uh, I think like it was the like uh, Foreskin Anonymous or some. It's some. Yeah, it's like an organization for. It, uh, it was like prepuse now or something. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but yeah. the guy, the guy he had made some, he, some pretty good some arguments pretty good about leaving the, the foreskin intact. And there can be scarring, and there can be curvatures, and there can be things that happen as a result of it. The reason about it is, um, even an intact in the later teens, um, it still could be intact. What do you mean? What does that mean? Um, where the foreskin um, it hasn't separated. Right. And um, I want to know about, like, uh, because I've been in relation where, um, where they have been um, circumcised and where they haven't. Right. And um, I was in a relationship, and he's 24 years old, and he was a virgin. And he, um, he, didn't, he didn't know anything about it. He, he had never pulled back the foreskin or nothing. He didn't... Um, but don't, you have to, don't you have to go to the bathroom? When yeah. you go to the bathroom, there's got to be some sort of... Yeah, well, he didn't, I guess, I, I don't know. And he never went to the bathroom. I don't know how, you know, because I don't have the money to circumcise him. I would like to. Uh, but, for God's um, sakes, don't do it yourself. My son, and, but I, I want to know how do I take care of it. They say to just leave it alone, but they said when they're old enough to pull it back to clean it and stuff. Yes, you got to keep it real clean um, and dry. Well, let me well, ask you this. What, what, where, are how you, much is a circumcision these days? Like $500. $500? I don't think so. Really? I'd do it for $175. I, I, don't, I don't think so, That's Michelle. Safe. And a six-pack. <laughs> well, where, where is, is the child being born in any kind of county <laughs> facility? Hmm? Is it, where is the child uh, being born? Yeah, well, I'm on welfare right now, so I have to, I'm on um, one of their medical coverage plans, and they basically don't cover much. <laughs> and um, circumcision is one of them that they don't, know, they don't cover. Oh, they don't? You know, I bet that's a new thing. I bet they got rid of it. Yes. Good. This, this is a, uh, this is an extra, by the way. This is econ- economic forces yeah. coming to bear here. Yeah, it's like, well, well we'll get you a car, but we're not going to get you a convertible. Well, yeah. I want to know, um, is it, I think it's different if you're circumcised and if you're not about being sexually active and stuff. Um, no. No, it doesn't make no, no, much no. of a difference listen, in anything. Frankly. Listen, Michelle, let me explain. It's a cultural I know, issue more but than please, anything. Please, shut Drew's mic off for a second. He doesn't know anything. Drew had his uh, young boys circumcised just a few years ago. Uh, they're 16 and 17 now? No. They're very young boys. And he had this procedure done 
to them. And what Drew basically does is he relives his decision each time we do this, and he always argues vehemently about circumcision because it's kind of cathartic. Because for him to say, well, maybe you shouldn't circumcise the children would be to admit that he made a mistake with his own. Yeah, leave the mic off. You know, I'm, you know, I'm right about this, Drew. Here's the situation. Uh, the majority of the world is not circumcised and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay? The, the majority of the world and the majority of uh, the world. world, world the world. Uh, yeah, we're talking about guys. And everything's fine in the world? <laughs> Come on. I don't know. This, Wait, do you really know what's going on with all the men's penises? Figure out the... whatever they do in um, uh, Iran and Iraq, <laughs> do the opposite. Because those guys are very hostile. I think they had <laughs> like be something. testicle <laughs> circumcision or something. All right, Michelle, you're making too big a deal out of this. Okay. Well, it, I... Either way, flip a coin. Uh, heads? <laughs> Go. Okay. Heads, it's heads. All right. All right, and get okay. off that welfare. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I do. I would like to go to work, and I would like to go to school, and I can't right now. Okay. I'm eight months pregnant. And How many kids do you have? No, that's my first. And All right, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. I know. All right. Oh, I was watching the news today, and they had some big uh, thing where they're giving out, I don't know, Foot Locker was giving out free shoes, and they're just giving out a whole bunch of free stuff down at some mission in L.A., and they were, they were panning the camera down the line, and it was um, single mother after single mother after single mother with not two kids, but like uh, five, six kids. Uh, like the same age, which is... Uh, all right, you can turn his mic back on because we're getting political now. Maybe we're all babysitting. I was thinking to myself, listen, you got you know, you know, got four kids. You got one on the way. Uh, you're waiting in line uh, all day on a, on a work day to get a, a pair of Reeboks. Uh, <laughs> a, Microphone, please. Hey, uh, Mike forgot about it. <laughs> hey, Mike, can you turn his mic on? Thank you. Mike got no conversation with the public. <laughs> I forgot about it. The point is this. Here's my plan. I want to have a free tennis shoe giveaway and then turn it into a big Norplant rally. Right. So here's basically what we yeah. do. Give you shoes, give you Norplant. Here's what we do. We just we just let it be known around town that they're free sneakers. I'm giving away free sneakers. And I'm giving away at uh, such and such a place on such and such a date. Any single guys show up, they get the free sneakers. Any women show up, they get the sneakers. But any women or family show up, whether it's, you know, a kid or two, and they're waiting in line all day for a pair of sneakers, nor plant. That's it. Because if you got three kids and you're waiting for a pair of sneakers, the government must intervene. This is my that's plan. That's not even the government. That's the market. You're saying you want the shoes? Here's nor plant. That, that's free market. No, no, I'm not talking about asking. I'm talking about, I'm talking about you know. You tie them down. And, and I'm talking about <laughs> Tiananmen Square type of stuff where, you know, guys come in bulldozers and they just round up and we just, you know, like when they, those uh, tuna nets uh, pull up <laughs> off of the ship and the guys just throw them in the hold. Yeah, I'm talking about that kind of thing. I think that's a good idea. When do we start? Yeah, I'm all about that. Maybe they can do a uh, Men Behaving Badly <laughs> episode about that. All right, Drew, let's see if we can uh, squeeze in one more here. Ken. Yes. Hello, yes. Adam. Dr. Drew Ken. Ken, you're on with Ken Marino from Men Behaving Badly. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Um, yeah, he is the new star. <laughs> I like um, your name, Ken. Thanks. Um, my question is... <laughs> not his real name, but go ahead. I have a um, friend we've been going out for about a couple of months, on and off. Anyway, he drinks a lot. And when he drinks, he gets violent. And also when he drinks... Um, our relationship tends to, um, he, he, he's more comfortable with me when he drinks. Um, 
we still go out and everything. But the thing is, his drinking is really a problem. And what I want to do is confront him about it, but I want to confront him about it in a way where he won't get so violent because his friends tried to confront him. Hold on a second, Kent. You know what? This is going to be a little bit of a long one. I want to answer this thoroughly. So Mm -hmm. why don't we take a little break? All right. Well, I'm not tired. (laughs) Okay. It's time for Also, you know, the Catholic Church took a new position on homosexuality today. Oh, really? Yeah. They issued a letter saying that uh, the church should be supportive uh, of the teen when they tell their family about their homosexual orientation. The, the, Cath- sh- the Catholic Church Catholic said that? Church, the yeah. bishops. The, Whoa. Yeah. yeah well, with, with as many priests uh, getting involved <laughs> with as many young lads uh, as, yeah, as they've done uh, over the years, they figured they better change their stance on this one. But it's, it, I think it really will change things because, you know, how, how much pain goes in, uh, is experienced by young people trying to manage this and cope with it and tell their family to come out. It's just very uh, Listen, difficult. after watching the news today, I'm all for the Catholics going gay. I would like every Catholic within the sound of my voice to go gay. What happened? I really would. What happened to the news? I'll tell you, they had the big roundup with all the kids. Oh, the I the see. sneaker giveaway. Oh, I see. Okay. I, uh, I think the world would be a better place. I'm, I'm, I, I could name a few countries that would be better if all Catholics went gay. I'm telling you that right now, Drew. Does it have to be Catholics? Or can everybody yeah. just go gay? Well, start with the Catholics. We'll work our way down to the Jews. Right. <laughs> okay? All right. We'll be back. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. Now, what is the most important number in your life? Not your age, not your IQ. This is a number that has a huge impact on finance, like what you might pay for credit card interest, home loans, auto loans. It is your credit score, and it's crucial to know what it is. The problem is that some people get stuck paying for this credit score. Now you do not pay. With Credit Karma, you can see your credit score right now absolutely free. Just text ADAM to 89800-89800 to download the free Credit Karma app and get started. Again, with this app, you don't even need your computer to see your scores. It's right on your phone. Apparently, up to 25% of people in the U.S. have errors on their credit reports. Now, with Credit Karma, you can check the reports whenever you want. You also get free tips, suggestions, and managing your credit, free credit monitoring, and free alerts when your score changes. Don't let today end without seeing your score. Thanks to Credit Karma, you get it for free. Text ADAM to 89800. 89800. Download that free app so you can see what may be the most important number in your life. Credit Karma. Hi, this is Nancy Sinatra, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, boy. She was interesting. Remember her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened she with her daughter, wasn't she? Know that? Man, was she with her daughter? Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. She had some stuff going on, that Nancy Sinatra. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> just. Her boots? Just, uh, she just had things. She was nice, but, uh, I, I. A little she'd, wacky tobacco. She'd, she'd been through a few things in her life. Uh, weathered. Weathered. She's uh, not weathered like um, weathered by the elements, but uh, psychologically weathered. Issues. Ken Marino is here tonight. He's from Men Behaving Badly, That's or at me. least he will be from Men Behaving Badly. This Sunday, I'll, I'll be 
for men behaving badly. Eight o'clock on um, NBC. Is uh, every night must-see TV on NBC, or is that just the Thursday night? Well, I believe uh, Monday is must-see TV. Oh, oh, which is uh, all all women uh, shows, and then uh, and then I think the rest of the week is must-see TV. Can you? Um, I don't know if you're privy to any of this over at the. Uh, over at headquarters over there. But uh, what is going on with TV and the uh, um, inordinate amount of wacky promotions that are going on these days? A lot of guys jumping up and down, playing uh, oversized xylophones with big <laughs> yeah, that, NBC That's the big campaign. Things. I had to go do that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had to oh, go boy. jump on a trampoline and uh, and uh, bang that uh, xylophone oh. thing. and. We did a whole that's, bunch of stuff. That's TV. You banged the xylophone. Yeah. That's now, TV. when they call you and tell you you have to come do this, do they say, um, do they say um, come on down and whore yourself out, or do they say it's a promotion? They say you kind of have to do it. <laughs> what happened there. to TV? There. Oh, oh. been there. I was having a great oh. time on that trampoline. Adam, oh, uh, there. you're going to do it. Just do it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Drew. I was it having a blast. We went there. There was a trampoline there. I got to bounce on yeah. it. And Did play. you play big xylophone or did you bang a gong? I banged the, uh, I know, it was, it was a little, you know. Second the, AD. Uh, little, yeah, we called him the second AD. We called him the stunt man. Set up a couple of half apples. and No, we uh, it, we um, banged the xylophone thing. What else did we do? We uh, They had that, you know, what's that thing that they have? At, at, it's uh, like circuses and stuff like that. Where kids, Calliope? Little, little kids go in and they bounce and it's filled with air and they bounce in that thing. And they right, they have it like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's like, right, it's for like the a retarded castle. kids. Yeah. That's, that's what we were bouncing what is, uh What has gone on? If, have all the execs over at the network figured that, um, is there something that's been what released they, into the air or something? How? When did everyone just turn into a moron? Maybe it's, maybe it's all the drugs, but I don't remember what, what, what did they used to do. Wacky is funny. I mean, remember? weren't they always wacky? Didn't they always do something no, wacky? No, they, they used to just, I mean, like on NBC, they used to just say like, uh, "Hey, we got Seinfeld coming up," or uh, "Watch this," or they'd have a little, uh, little, little song or a little jingle or something playing. But now um, Seinfeld is up there like on a pogo stick with his uh, penis hanging out. <laughs> he doesn't, and he's like in clown makeup, and it's 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 real. It's like let's humiliate the stars. <laughs> we we had to do this thing. I think the, for the dubba 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 they have. Is this, you know what this is tantamount to? This is like saying, I own a baseball team, and I want them to play in tutus. Yes. Uh, because I own the team. Yes. Prove you love me. I don't know what is going on, but it just seems like a I, campaign to humiliate. I think I think what it is is that they have to uh, get people to watch immediately now, whereas they used to with TV shows and sitcoms and stuff like that. You can have a show run for a season before you, you need it. Worry about it. Be- before you had to worry about what the ratings were. And nowadays, if something doesn't get the ratings immediately... It's gone. So, so so they so they have to pull out all the costumes and all the you know they have to convince Seinfeld to have his penis hanging out and put on the clown costume and <laughs> it's really you know? million. Every time I see it, I go, this guy's making ninety three million dollars a year and he's on a pogo stick. I wouldn't do it. I, I we uh, they were trying to oh boy when we uh, when our TV show was going to be on um, what was it going to be on Fox Fox. Here's the big promo. Love line. You need a brain vacation. I said, uh, fellas, that's a horrible line. Can we uh, just uh, come up with another one? No, he goes, give me five minutes. I'll come with something better. And they go, nope. Uh, And then what I say? No, really. Just a minute. Let me think about it for a second. They're like, "Uh, Adam, read the line. We thought about this one all night. We were kidding. Married to this one. We were to it. Love line. You need a brain vacation. So you said said it. uh, Yes. 
40 times. Sellout. All right, but wait a second. <laughs> Drew, you whore. Drew, how long... And, and by the way, I've never done a TV show before, and this was the first thing we've ever done before the show had aired or we'd even done a show. Drew, how long did I argue with them over the brain vacation in the Minty Fresh line All while you sat there with a smile saying, <laughs> let's just get it done? I how long what do did, I know what's, what's... All right, but how long did I argue with them on that? All day. All right, and then, oh. we, did, and then we did it. And then somebody over at, the TV, uh, over at the wherever the hell this thing was came back and said, yeah, I saw the promotions. Uh, Brain vacation. What the hell's that, hell's that all about? <laughs> Look like crap. And I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, never. So did you never not? Do. You didn't even try to throw out some other lines. You just had the argument instead of I, just saying the lines. We had done a whole bunch the whole night. Right. Uh, we were there for hours. They got the best, uh, uh, allegedly the best guys in town to do our campaign. Uh, I'd like to see the worst. Uh, the, <laughs> I have uh, I can't believe these guys are the best. But the point is, is we had the best guys. This is what they came up with. They came up with about twelve things for me to say. I changed ten of them, but the two they would not let me change was brain vacation and it's minty fresh. <laughs> Remember, yes. those were the only two. Wait a second. So it'd be love line. It's minty fresh. Yes. yes. As I took a, a needle from a record player and went, <laughs> love line. It's minty fresh. Oh, oh, please. <laughs> Sorry. This is the brilliance the, of TV, the, ladies and gentlemen. The way you're gentlemen. describing it, I kind of like it. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, Drew was like no it. help at all. He just sat there like a seal. Waiting for uh, waiting well, for another fish. He had his mind on his. He, he's, his your son's just got circumcised, right? So yeah, about five years before that. Yeah, and he did that on an installment thing. So he wanted. He was worried <laughs> he's about paying us. About that. <laughs> they have installment plans for circumcision, Drew. Uh, perhaps. All right, Ken. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Ken. Oh yeah, Ken. Yeah. All right. All right. So Ken. So your 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 gay Ken. Your significant other. You guys in a monogamous relationship? Uh, yes. And you said he behaves, you get along better when he drinks? No, he he acts, um, not really different, but he acts more like, uh, more uh, giving, more friendly to everyone. But he always blames his drinking on his being gay, and he's like, oh, if you ever leave me, it's just going to make me want to drink more. So he is uncomfortable with well, his homosexuality. We've all blown a guy or two after a few shots of Jaeger, Look, but I don't think it's a lifestyle. There are, whatever the reasons that motivate somebody to develop a relationship with alcohol in the first place has nothing to do with why they become dependent or alcoholic. You become an alcoholic because if you are genetically predisposed, you expose yourself to alcohol long enough, it'll it'll progress. That's just the way it is. The, the fact that he still has the same issues there that he was using the alcohol to help him manage, no big surprise, because they don't go away if you don't cope with them, if you don't change them, if you don't deal with them. So he's he's uncomfortable with his sexual orientation, it sounds like. Was he traumatized? Was he abused or something when he was a kid, anything like that? Uh, no, I've met his parents. They're really good people. Well, not necessarily uh, by his parents. I mean, you said he's violent and he's really uncomfortable with his sexuality. Well, he gets and, drunk and he gets surly and well, gets violent. still, you, you know, not, again, a lot but, of people but do. But Ken wants to confront him. Uh, when he's not drunk, well, obviously, uh, so he doesn't get violent. Exactly. Well, what's his drink? I'll figure out whether he's really gay or not. Oh God, screwdrivers. Mm. <laughs> but, nah, but dealing with fruity, nah, fruity? Nah. confronting an alcoholic is not a typically. Mm, it's not as though you can just confront him and expect him to change. It, it, you've got to keep consistently feeding back to him and creating consequences. And ultimately, if he doesn't change, you have to leave or 
you have to give a wholesale confrontation and ambush them and have a uh, intervention. And that's the only way you change them. And he has to get treatment and whatnot. Uh, I think at this point, if you're going to stay with an alcoholic, you just have to keep confronting them with the behaviors and create what consequences you can. Yeah, you got to cut them off sexually, too. Rebecca, you're 27. That's a consequence. Hey there. It certainly is. I am 27. And you're on with Ken Marino from Men Behaving Badly. Oh, God. First of all, Adam, uh, you're the perfect man. Hey. For what? You're wonderful. You're just... you're just Perfect for what? He's just right on. He's perfect for everything. He's... He's perfect. I you are right on. For all you occasions. You are right on. Is your head really big by <laughs> you can, now? Come you, can, on. you can take me anywhere, Rebecca. Okay, let's do it. Um, my problem is, oh, God, I can't believe I'm on the radio saying this. I'm 27. and That's not a I, problem. <laughs> that's not the problem. I, uh, I've never had an orgasm with a man. I've always done it myself. Mm. And I was married for nine years. And uh, uh, I... I, for the first two years, like the lady that talked to you before, I faked it. And then I told him the truth is it ain't happening. So we introduced the vibrator together. Now I've been divorced from him. I've been in two other relationships. And I cannot, nobody, no man has ever made me. I've always made myself achieve orgasm. Is, is right. there? You can't compete. A man cannot compete with the vibrator. Okay. You, now, know, you know, this is equivalent to you pulling some kid out of junior high uh, taking away his um, Nintendo and giving him Pong uh, and saying, uh, uh, please, uh, find some stimulation <laughs> and excitement here. He's okay, like, so are you effing nuts? Vibrator all together oh. and, and what? You've, you've overstimulated. This is a problem. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this. Why oh, wow. are there two kinds of orgasms? Is that not true? I think that's uh, not true. You know, I, it's not. It's not true. I think it's like, over uh, emphasized. Could you? Can you? Is it possible to deaden? Yes. The, yes, the, it is. You, you can. Uh, yes. You've overstimulated you, yourself. Those nerves are dead. You're not. They're not dead typically, but they anymore? can. They can be desensitized. Kind of like calloused. Is yes. there any way to resensitize them? Abstinence. Really? From the vibrator. Well, that's good. From the vibrator. I don't, I don't, there has not been a man in my life for a while now. Yeah, from but the from the vibrator. I don't use it, really. I have no desire. Oh, you don't use the vibrator? No, I this divorce thing is kind of, I've really been burnt, and um, I don't no. really have a man in my life. So you were with the same man for nine years? Yeah. So from 18 years old until now? Yeah. And I, well, I divorced, actually probably, probably eight years, because I've been divorced from him for about a year. But, Rebecca, tell the truth about the vibrator broke, didn't it? No. <laughs> it's still going strong. I just really don't have much. Don't tell me. That, hey, so women are different than men. All right. Don't but, uh, that thing does not work right this second, does it? Maybe I'm just tired of it. Yeah, it does. Or is it? All right. Like uh, prove it. I want you to put, put it on the phone. What proof this is of how much the woman's emotional world is tied yeah, up in their sexual the function. Yes. She's emotionally spent, and it just it has no connection with that. Okay. You can't believe it, Adam, but it's the fact. Put the vibrator on the phone. Oh, you're so crazy. I can't get to it. You see, this phone has a cord on it. Yeah. And I'm going to have to, like, get, go across the room. Do you really want me to take the time to do that? Uh, because I think it's at the shop, and you're lying. No, it's here. Okay. You go, go get it. You've done it. Go it's get right it. Here. You've done it now. I swear to God, you've done, you've done it. Here. Man, you are right on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's not mine. No, no I was just shaving. Forget no. me. Listen. That was the Badger series. <laughs> she... <laughs> I told you. Now she works with the Lone Wolf uh, 2000. That sucker is on. <clears throat> is it on? Yeah, and I and I'm still not. I put it no, it. put it against a phone. I... Oh no, okay. Oh, for poor you. You know, I'm still not excited, and it's on, and I'm looking at it. Something. Yeah, but but put it on the. <laughs> put it on the phone. <laughs> Listen. 
I don't think you're going to get oh, that. That's ex- a Geiger counter. <laughs> There's uranium under the bed. Now, why doesn't... Oh, I'm just not even excited by that anymore. Is there any way to, like, wake myself up? Or right, yes, just... well, we'll explain. Have you been depressed? All right, listen, Drew, we got to go to, we gotta go, uh, to break oh, right now. Run away. Uh, Rebecca, yeah. hang on for a second. Well, I'm going to speak to the vibrator when we come back. <laughs> all right, and then we'll uh, cure you of all your ills. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Love Line. Hi, when I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Love Line, I'll be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments, because we read every one of them. Your opinion is important. That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at podcastone.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort because it'll only take you about three minutes, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. Loveline. Our guest is Ken Marino from Men Behaving Badly. He is the new guy in town, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. It is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. The phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Ken Marino is our guest. Ken, you may remember from uh, MTV's The State, the uh, sketch comedy show. And then has now parlayed that into uh, co-starring in Men Behaving Badly, which uh, will air Sunday, 8 p.m. on NBC. Look for him on a... um, uh, mini tramp uh, wearing a clown outfit. <laughs> That's me. For a, uh, My penis won't pro- be hanging out, though. One of the latest uh, promotions. And uh, I was reading in your bio something I didn't realize, Uh-oh. that uh, the state was something, was a uh, sketch improvisational troupe that you and some others had formed, and then it went Yeah, we we, uh, we got together at, uh, at uh, NYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, about half of us were theater majors, half of us were uh, film uh, majors, and... Uh, it wasn't. It was never uh, improv. It was all. We would always come in and write sketch. I mean, when we worked before we did a show, we did uh, some improv, but we were never really good at improv. So, we did uh, all sketch throughout NYU, and then when we graduated, we said, uh, "Let's see if we can." We got had a little bit of a following at, co- at college, and then we uh, said, "Hey, let's see if we can um, make some money doing this." And we got real lucky. We got a, a job uh, at MTV. They paid us about uh, seventy dollars a week. Yeah, but it's all the granola bars you can eat. Yes, Come on. yes. And Let's the Coke machine. That. You got the Coke machine there? That's right. Only 50 cents. A lot and it's of rock and roll, pal. It's oh. rock and roll. Yeah, you get to see I Dallas once in a while. That's right. Uh, so, see, I, I had assumed that they had put this, you know, they'd had a search and put this thing together like they put together the, the real world the or something girls. like that. Or the Spice Girls. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the state had already existed, and then it went to... Uh, MTV and it was on uh, for four seasons, which is uh, which is well, we did about twenty eight shows, 
So it was, we were on about two years, and they would just uh, constantly play our shows over and over again, over and over again. Do they do that at MTV? <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and not pay? And that show, um, now that hasn't been on the air for a couple of years, has yeah, it? Yeah, we, well, we left there, and we moved to uh, CBS. We had a deal with CBS and to do a couple of specials in hopes to go to series, and uh, that just didn't... Uh, pan out you know it wasn't a good match cbs which is kind of a an older oh. network and then of course us uh you know we were we, we weren't uh, i had a uh, brief stint with a project on cbs and i did I you realized... have to say minty fresh no cbs minty fresh <laughs> no, i'm sure if I, I was scared to bring it up because they would have said uh <laughs> let's run with it adam <laughs> run that uh, but uh, I know they're very uptight over there and uh, for sketch comedy it's 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 so hard i mean people I, I did sketch comedy for a long time, and people watch sketch comedy, and they're very um, uh, discerning about it. Uh, they watch uh, Saturday Night Live, and they say, ah, oh, it's not as good as it used to be, or they complain about, you know, Mad TV or whatever it is. People are very judgmental about sketch comedy, but what they don't realize is doing is that sketch comedy is one of the more difficult comedic genres to pull off. It's, it's really hard, and it's also, you know, what, what it is is... In, in, uh, people would always say this, you know, they say, I watch a show, there were some things I really liked and some things I didn't like, you know. Right. And then there were other people who liked the things that, you know, the first person didn't like. I mean, the the thing about sketch comedy is it's it's always going to be hit and miss because it's, the, the the idea of it is to create different little worlds in right. each, each thing. And so, so you never, you know, it's rare that somebody's going to be like, oh, I love that whole show, you right. know, unless they're big fans of yours. You know? And what about the uh, children's books? What about this? I saw that at the bottom oh, of the me? bio there, yeah. Oh, God. Let's see this. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm writing... Uh, He's wrote, written several books for children. I wrote a couple of children's books that are uh, being uh, illustrated right now by um, this uh, woman who uh, just had her first book published. What uh, What are these books called? What's the main character? Is it like a dump truck or one's, something? Uh, one's uh, called Andy the Wall. It's about a wall named Andy. Really? Yeah. For kids who take mushrooms, or <laughs> <laughs> what is this for? And what, it's it's about it's about a wall, and uh, you know he he uh, he uh, he doesn't he's he's kind of boring, but uh -huh. it says you know you know um, he 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 dreams about doing other things, and you know cut him some slack. He's uh, <laughs> like he's, having a sconce move in or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> he's helping you out. So he might be a little boring, but he's got a job to do. And what is the... Uh, the other one's a, about a cow parade. About a parade uh, a, of, cow. a, of cows coming through town, uh, an annual bovine event. And uh, is each each page just like three words on each page? Uh, two. Two words. Yeah. My mom... Um, my we, we have a family friend who... Um, I have a theory about uh, writing kids' books. Yeah? I think anyone could write a kid's book. Oh, Yeah. That's and, uh, fantastic. I don't mean to be insulting. Oh, you are. But I have, <laughs> I've seen a lot of kids' books, and uh, you know, my my mother has a. Uh, actually, we have a family friend, and the woman went off to go write children's books, mm -hmm. and uh, my mother's really impressed by this, and she says, "Look, look, we got a new book. I look at the book, and I look at the book, and uh, um, Anne uh, jumps up and down on the bed. Uh, next page." Uh, Anne hops off the bed. Uh, we're now at page 27. She's still uh, just getting Jumping up, up and down on the bed? Jumping up and down on the bed. And, <laughs> I don't want to be mean or anything, but it's, uh, I don't know. Drew, how does this stuff work? You, you have kids. Yeah. Uh, our kids tend not to like the ones that are, that are the, the, the few words per page. They like lots of pictures. Yeah. You know, but they like poems. 
And they like long stories. See, I think I think the best kind of children's book is is something that you know that adults kind of dig too. You know, that's why I like Shel Shel Silverstein. Right. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Right? He did the ABZs and uh, all the you know all those, all those uh, up and whatever that is up and something up, the, up in the roof or yeah. something like that. I was a Yertle, the Turtle Man. Mm. Where the yeah. sidewalk ends. It, for it, re- really, when you get right down to it, Doctor Seuss had it all. Yeah, yeah he, he did. absolutely had it all. He's got the story. He's got the morals. He's got the rhyme. He's got the interesting words, and he's got the pictures. I like the old. Tr- I like the old tree one. Remember the tree and uh, the when forgiving, the, the forgiving tree. What is it called? The, 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 the green tree and the kid the, comes and then he needs to swing he grows and then it's and like he shade cuts, cuts and then he cuts him yeah. down. He makes a the forgiving tree. Makes a bong out of him or something. You know the tree one. <laughs> yeah, he's college years. See, Madeline's another one. Poems, story. That was Curtis him. George, another one. Okay, settle down. Where the wild things are. All right, uh, I was uh, Yertle the turtle. Uh, it was still uh, still my favorite. Uh, Tracy. Hey, you guys didn't want to get back to Rebecca and her yes, little thing. Yes, we did. Where were we? No, no, the vibrator thing. Yeah, she's on five. No, okay, Drew, don't do Hold that on, Rebecca. Today. Tracy, we'll be right back. That whole parentheses thing there it always screws me up. Rebecca. Yes. All right, put the vibrator on. It's off. It is put away. I don't even want to look at it. I'm just disgusted. Okay. I don't understand. Are you on medication? Uh, no, I'm not. But you know, I just I don't even think I want to get into another relationship with a man. I find them to be totally. I don't feel like they can do anything for me, and I, I don't know. I, I don't. Is this like the end of my prime at this do, early do age? You, hang on a second. Are you menstruating normally? Uh, I went on Depo Provera. When? Um, about four months ago. And you know, that, that may that may in case the vibrator came. The, the way yeah. you're the the quality. <laughs> listen, listen, Rebecca. Hang on a second. All right. The, the quality with which you're describing this does suggest a biological change. This is kind of how people talk about their sexuality when they're on, say, a medication like Prozac or Paxil. They go, they go, oh, it's just, ah, oh, forget it. It's just, ugh, why? It doesn't make sense even. And some of the oral contraceptive pills, and kind of notoriously, Provera can do this. Oh. So it, it may be the, yeah, this is the uh, a shot that you take every three months. It gives pretty, deep, pretty, very good contraception. Oh, but wow. you may want to go on the pill. And uh, you might find that things uh, rekindle. Well, it's really uh, the ultimate in contraception, which is you hate all men. Yeah, after, I don't want to have it. After the first the, the shot. One, the one that's associated with increasing sex drive are the triphasic pills. Hmm. All right. Good to know. Uh, there's uh, what is there, uh, biphasic and monophasic? Mm, monophasic and triphasic, usually. Uh, do they go up to quadphasic? Not yet. No. That's a hell Some of a Some other dimension they do. Tracy. Hi. All right. Now you're back. You're 18. What's going on? Um, well, I seem to have problems with depression, and it's like I'm kind of scared that it's going to move on later in life. I was wondering what I could do to stop it before. What, what's been happening? Um, well, like a couple of years ago, I went into a depression for about a year. I wasn't aware of it, and then I got out of it. You didn't then, know you were depressed at the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, no, I've been, well, I've been depressed other times, too. But But that severe time, that one year, you really weren't aware that you were depressed? No, but now, now I can see when I go into it. Right. Like um, last month, I went into one maybe about two or three weeks okay. or something. Right. I'm starting to catch on to what what's initiating the the depression. What that, triggers them? Um, like when I, my friends are gone. Like the first one, because the base closed down, all my friends moved away, and then so I had no friends, and then I just the base closed down. Yeah, you know when Clinton Oh, you're, and your um, um, prostitute buddy said to leave? Excuse me? Okay. <laughs> it's a little military humor there, Tracy. The Piers-
Well, I couldn't hear it. Okay. So anyways, and then my other one, my friend was leaving for college, and so, so my closest friend. So losses and yeah, but it really it's like she was still here because she shut herself off from everybody, so then she shut herself off from me too, and then hard to explain, but I didn't have a friend, so. All right, all right. And is are there depressive illnesses in your family anywhere? Um, actually, I think my um, grandmother was like a severe manic depressive. Okay, so and then that's the quality of what you're describing here, as though the mood stability is the issue. Yeah, you know, well, I do have highs too. Yeah, and so Super so you got to wonder if you're this is the beginning of some sort of bipolar process, and oh. you need to see a psychiatrist have this evaluated. There there are pharmacological ways of assisting no you. Drugs. Are well, there pharmacological tests that can be not done? Not really, no. It's it's a it's a historical, it's a clinical uh, diagnosis. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's, scary. that's sketchy at best. That's no, really scary. Oh, no, no, it's actually quite accurate. No, oh, please, Drew. Listen, my, my, my I, everyone in my family was depressed. Yeah, but, I would have been on these pills at eighteen. Yeah, how, I mean, how do you you, you I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not talking hard. about antidepressant here in this case so much as mood stabilizing medication. <laughs> actually, anti-epileptic therapy tends to work very effectively for this kind of thing. I kind of, I really want to see what I can, like, I'm really catching on to what's initiating it. Yeah. So, like, like three weeks in, I was like, I went to my mom, and I was like, I, I think I'm getting into a depression. And she was like, well, I can take you to a psychiatrist if you want. And then I, I went out of that. And then for a day, I was, like, on a high. Does your mom go to a psychiatrist? Um, No, but she has a, we have, like, a history with psychiatrists, so we have, like, a lot of experience with them. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the family can't be too bad because mom offered to help, which is uh, usually uh, a good sign. <laughs> usually, it's uh, are you nuts? I'm not taking you to a psychiatrist. You know what? Just get, you know, get out of just here. Just get in a better mood. Yeah, come on. So watch Happy Days or something, <laughs> would you? That's Look, free. Bipolar illness is a. If you had a thyroid condition, you wouldn't resist going to the doctor and having it taken care of. I don't right. know why people can't understand that brain chemical issues are, are that concrete that's specific and can be affected easily with certain medication uh well people but can a, people can grasp that i think uh, but a muscle problem in your leg is a very different thing than um, you know problems in your head there's a there's a lot of a lot of no more, there's a lot more things going on no up there. this is this is isolated to the mood stabilizing centers of the brain let me help nothing, you nothing wrong with okay. we're not saying anything dynamically is wrong the process is wrong thoughts not wrong mood stability problem. Wait, the, the parts of your brain that are responsible for maintaining mood stability. That is disordered genetically in people that have bipolar illness. And you know, she's, somebody leaves and all of a sudden she can't get out of bed. I mean, it's, just, it's profound. And it's going to probably, be, the swings are going to become more wide and more wild as she gets older. And if she's not careful, I mean, people can hurt themselves. It can the, be life-threatening sometimes. Here's yeah. the problem. Uh, when you have a problem with your knee, you go into the doctor, he takes an x-ray or takes a scope to it and tells you definitively this whether you need is. the surgery or, or whether you don't. The problem with this is this is a little bit of guesswork. And sometimes in the past, some uh, psychiatrists have been a little overzealous in handing out the drugs. And what's that done? What that's done is it's ruined it a little bit for people. They now need it, now right. they got a bad right. rap and people are saying, don't go. They Certainly just want to give you these things out. And, and it's sort of um, left a bad taste in people's mouths. So that's what's going on. But I think healthy skepticism sometimes. Sure. Oh, listen, you, listen, you know me. I'm not a huge believer in medication, but where it is appropriate. It's, oh, very, it's, it's not all these appropriate. Guys, now it's it's these, unethical to say anything otherwise. What about all your uh, buddies handing out uh, the um, 
uh, what the hell am I trying to think of uh, with the, with the viruses that are running amok now? What vaccines? No, not the vac. Uh, not the. Uh, uh, for Christ's sake, I should have went to college. What uh, the uh, antibacter, the bacteria, antibiotics, uh, antibiotics. Yeah. yeah, they hand these things out willy nilly. Now we have these super Game strains, and, mm-hmm. and I'm getting it. I'm I'm next in line for these things. Yet I've never had one of these things. Mm-hmm. I've been screwed over. Uh, how do you explain that? What's up with that, Drew? People shouldn't go to the doctor when they're young and healthy. Period. Oh, you're blaming the people for going to the doctor. Aha! Uh-huh. You don't know how. Listen, I, hmm. I I probably am virtually forced to prescribe antibiotics a half dozen times a day when I would rather not. And I I will spend when you would rather not. I will spend ten minutes with the patient explaining it's a virus, it's this, it's that. And it's but you understand. I I I always get this. I always get antibiotics. I always get better. I can't believe you're going to. So now you have a liability. Now if you don't give it to them and they're threatening you, and y- mm-hmm. they get worse, it's your fault. See why I had See to say uh, brain vacation? Because I drew next to me saying, <laughs> <laughs> listen, we got to do it. Come on. Just fold. Fold to the man. Let's get our money and get out of here. Mikey, you're 21. Hi. Hey. Um, I-, I-, I do agree. People are pussies, and but uh, doctors should have taken <laughs> a firmer a, stand a long time ago, and I then you wouldn't that. be nailed to the but wall. The, but there's, there's a, the, the British healthcare system had an had a advertising campaign where they said, look, if... If you have an upper respiratory infection uh, and you see a doctor, you'll get better in five to seven days. If you have an upper upper respiratory infection and you don't see a doctor, you'll get better in five to seven days. Right. That's a good campaign. (laughs) No, I I knew what they meant. Probably confused a lot of this drunken breath stuff. (laughs) A couple of too many pints. Mickey, Mikey? Mikey. Okay, Mikey. (laughs) uh... Um, I had a question. In our school newspaper, they were... um, they're talking about giving out free condoms and dental dams on Friday, and I'm not sure what a dental dam is, and I was just kind of wondering. It's a it's a sheet of latex that you can lay over any body parts that you might be contacting. So it's not like fitted or anything. No, just no. A big it's square. like a soft. You, is it square you, or like a like a no, soft like shell a, taco looking size? Isn't it? Right. It's it's tortilla size. It's, it's tortilla you guys size. Have experience with this stuff? Uh, limited. <laughs> I once put one over myself while I masturbated, just for effect. And then it cut off, this, cut off the oxygen flow to my brain, and paramedics had to be called in. And then I actually inhaled it when, uh, when they brought me around. How do, you, how do they keep it from not like, going totally in your mouth? It's, it's a big piece. It's like a big-sized tortilla. Sheet. Yes. Oh, my it's, God. It's, it's not it's sexy-looking. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing like no, that would turn you on about it. It is. Um, it's something you'd use if you had to, like, you know, if you had to fish something out of the toilet or something. This is what you would use. <laughs> it's really equivalent to what the guys uh, use when they walk their dog and, you know, makes mess on the neighbor's lawn. You got to pick it up with something. You got to pick it up with something. <laughs> Paper towel size. Same, same, same principles apply pretty much. So yeah, you just drape it over the infected area, and then <laughs> the guy <laughs> jumps in. And, Sounds like you're going in. For oh, it's great. Or Something. It's great. Yeah, it's. Uh, I uh, are they used a lot? I mean, are the, did, mm, no. I don't. In I reality. can't. I. I don't know anybody. Yeah. Who's who? Who has used those? Not in regularity. No. It's a shame. No. I mean, as much as like condoms are, you know, people are like, oh, hey man, I don't wear condoms. I'm not going to do that. Never heard anybody say, you know, like, okay, we're not doing anything unless you use the dental dam. Right. Never heard that. Now it was one of these things that was invented because it sort of um, appeased. A certain segment of society, meaning not that they wanted to use it, but we—it sounded like um, 
we should be responsible and invent something no one's going to use. Well, didn't it come out like right like that? You know, when AIDS became huge, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. when it when it came sure. out? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Otherwise, no. Right. You never heard it before that. Never. No. Right? As a matter of fact, I hadn't heard of it before. Let's say the last few years. Yeah. Not much. Uh, not ten years ago, but uh, Five years t- ago. two or three years ago. Mikey. Yeah. Forget about the dam. Okay. You got a man? Ditch the dam. Pardon? Do you have a man? Yeah. We were just wondering because it's. It was it was in the school newspaper, mm-hmm. and we thought, well, we shouldn't ask our dentist because it's probably not anything to do with the dentist. Now you know this uh, was not conceived in the dental office because it uh, it's an it's, it's, it's new. It's uh, within the last ten years it's come up with, and uh, uh, as a guy who's been in the dentist now six times in the last um, five weeks, I can tell you that uh, there's no new piece of technology in the dental office, and. Uh, <laughs> There's, there's really nothing. The guy's stuff from the yeah. He's um, turn of the they don't even have a light. They they have to use a mirror and reflect the sunlight from outside into my mouth. Candle and a yeah, <laughs> tin foil. Yeah, it's great. Great. Uh, they're uh, use uh, charcoal to write uh, to make the uh, the bill. There's uh, but, hey, didn't I mean didn't they have? I just heard a thing that they had in the news that uh, giving condoms away in, in yes uh, yes in, in schools actually did not. helped. Yes, no, it, they said it it, it, they, it helped it about true. like five percent. It was a little bit, but but the, it helped a little. Here bit. Here was the the basic data. The basic data was a, a large study on the behavior of teenagers when they handed out condoms in schools, high schools. And what they found was no increase in sexual activity, increase in condom use. Surprise. Well, geez, I, I have to send out an apology then. Well, i got to write some letters. i got to get going with that. But I was completely wrong about this, Drew. I it, swore that everyone would just have unprotected sex like bunnies right out there in the or, hall. Or, or they'd have them with the condom, but they'd have tons of sex more, right? <sighs> Which is ridiculous. Good. I'm so glad uh, that Recoculus, excuse me. Thank you. Recoculus. Thank you. That's our new word. I hey. Even, I don't even know her. Why don't you work that into? Uh, can you work that into a men behaving like the fourth badly? episode? Yeah, I'll talk to Rob about it. Well, there's obviously a certain amount of improvisation that goes on on the on the set there, and then next time it says in the script, "Oh, that's ridiculous." Just say, "Oh, that's, oh, that's ridiculous," and it's going to raise a brow, <laughs> but it'll get a big laugh, and they'll keep it in, and we'll be back. I've never heard anything more ridiculous. Oh, Loveline will be right back. Loveline, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm going to tell you what score big is. Okay, that's what I needed to know. That's first. what you need to know. First place you go, save a bunch of money on uh, tickets and uh, so events. You want to take your wife and daughters out to some concert or sporting event. Uh, even stuff that's sold out, you go to score big. They work directly with the teams. They work with the concert promoters, the venues. They get the unsold seats. They pass the savings on to you. On average, 40% off of the ticket, usually about uh, 80 bucks off the uh, box office price. So uh, musicals, sporting events, hockey, basketball, whatever, U2, whenever they're in it. I saw them last week. Saw them last week. Should have went to scorebig.com. Save some money. Use a red microphone. Top right-hand corner. Enter Adam. Get 20 bucks off your first purchase at scorebig.com. Hey, this is Mike Piazza of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. 
You know what I was thinking about today? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, Strew doesn't even bother. <laughs> We're like, it's like having a comedy team with a mime. <laughs> it's like I got Yarnell over here. Drew's Abbott and Yarnell. I could <laughs> Abbott. <laughs> I like that. No, seriously, I can say stuff I'm like, uh, "Boy, was my old girlfriend fat." And there'll be about ten Crickets. seconds of silence, and then I'll say, uh, "I'll tell you how fat she was." <laughs> the beauty of pairing up with Drew. Jeez, I could imagine what people... This is the radio. People must be at home thinking, uh, Drew must be in the bathroom when I come back and say, uh, you know what I was thinking about today? Cricket, cricket. <laughs> you know, we don't get uh, hockey players on this show too often. Right. We have had a couple of the kings. Well, the NHL would not uh, uh, like their players discussing these sorts of issues. Yeah, they don't condone this. And it, it's very bizarre how some sports organizations... Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Some sports organizations, most of them, keep uh, very t- uh, tight reins on their on their athletes. And the NHL, especially, we've had a couple of guys from the Kings in here, I think maybe on one or two occasions. They're always prepped not to talk about this and not to talk about that. Yet... They can beat the crap out of each that, other. This is the point I brought up. And I was thinking today, as I was driving around listening to a lot of uh, commercials for the NHL, which they've been playing quite a bit uh, over the radio, and especially the Kings, um, all involving extreme violence. All There is not a hockey commercial that I have heard yet on TV or radio that did that didn't have something to do with kicking ass. Sells tickets. You hear guys slamming up against the boards. This whole new campaign is guys sitting in the penalty box thinking about taking a guy's head off. I mean, they're really talking about uh, the guy's like a ping pong. It's like a pinball machine bouncing off guys. And one time a guy's helmet went flying off and he thought his head may have still been in it. And I thought, these bastards won't even let their guys come on this show and talk a little sex. Uh, If that's not hypocritical, what is? Please, uh, what kind of uh, uh, it's hockey guys? It's, uh, it's, uh, I put a pox on all of you. You're all disgusting <laughs> hypocrites. You, you you basically sell violence. It's the man, you're keeping selling them down. violence. You're not it's even the owners. It's not, not even, it's not the it's oh, not the athletes. They're, they're not even selling the sport anymore. They're just selling pure violence. Listen to any hockey commercial. It's all that's about guys tickets, getting the crap though, kicked that's out what, of them. That's what brings people to the all right, stadium. But sex sells tickets too. You make a very good point there. Oh, they're, they're such cowards. Tom. Yeah, hello? Hey, you're 20. What's going on? Hey, what's up? I got two questions. I was reading the newspaper, and I saw an ad for pectoral implants. What are those? Those are, uh, I guess... Uh, like plywood or something? You just shove it balsa up Balsa wood. What's that? No, Probably a... saline or silicone, these sorts of things. Like, the same as with women. Uh, but they're just there for men. Booze them. Well... Yeah, they have calf implants, too. They have what? Calf implants, too. Yeah, I saw that also in the same picture. Oh, really? Yeah. how the guy look? Yeah, take a look. Hey, also, is that uh, position for Coffee Boy still open? Because I'd like to reapply. Oh, did you call in? Oh, oh. Yeah, you... on Monday. Hey, Adam, I reassessed the situation, and uh. I've had a couple of days to become a little bit more mature, and I realized who I was talking to. You're like the royalty of all radio. Well, now, now yeah. you're getting better. This guy is an asshole. Please, Drew, please, no. let me say this. Yes, it, Tom called in, uh, I believe it was no, Monday. Jordan, Jordan. Jordan, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jordan called in. On yeah, the... you said only big people like Ken Marino get to come in. <laughs> oh, so... Wait, Wait I wasn't making fun of you back then, was I? You were making fun of no, me? No, you were saying important people. He like said Jessica Bowman. Man. Yeah, he said Jessica Bowman. Right, right. Yeah, you wanted to be a guest. Uh, uh, he wanted to be a guest on the show. I'll bring you some, like, gourmet 7-Eleven. 
Yeah. All right, Tom, we're going to put you on hold. For real this time? Yeah. All right. All right, but then we're going to hang hang up on him, uh, Sharon. This guy gave me a headache. I talked to him for two minutes. I got a headache. I can only imagine him running around here. And this is a guy, there's there's people, it's always a little insulting, by the way. It's like, it, it, only in radio does this happen, because there's no reverence for radio. It's like, wouldn't you be insulted if someone, you've been, you know, you went to NYU, you were a theater major, you did the state, you worked your ass off, you've been to a thousand auditions you didn't you didn't get. Now you got this show, Men Behaving Badly. How would you feel if some goofball came up to you and goes, hey man, how about letting me be on the show? <laughs> happens like, a lot. Uh, yeah, I constantly could, did that with the state. They're like, I, hey, put, put me in a skit. Put me, put me in a skit. skit. I'm yeah. like, okay, just come on by and uh, we'll do it. You know, we'll throw, throw a costume on and uh, yeah, uh, see how it works. Could I executive produce too? Yeah, or? come on by, of course. Oh, it's, it's, this guy wanted to be uh, wanted to be a guest. He oh. loved you, though. Oh, we're going to have uh, Goldfinger on, actually, in a few weeks. and uh, Actually, less than that. And I remember Darren. <laughs> I ran into Darren, the drummer, at, uh, at a party. Yeah. I actually was at a concert. It was at the uh, Boston's concert about uh, six months ago, and he said, uh, "Hey, I was thinking I could. Uh, I was watching the show and the stuff, it, and I yeah. could just no, I could come on there and be like the third third guy. Uh. What do you think about that? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was thinking I could tour with the band and maybe drum. Who's Goldfinger? Gold uh, Goldfinger is a uh, popular is a band. band. The kids love the Goldfinger. The kids, yeah, you know, I don't I don't listen to what the kids listen to anymore. I don't know it. what happened. You're way out of the fray. Whereas Drew's on the cutting edge. Oh, yeah. Listening to uh, opera on the ride home every night. Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, I got a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, um, is there any evidence or in any way does um, smoking a lot of marijuana affect uh, male sexual drive? Yep. Does it? Oh, yeah. It affects anything that involves movement. Activity, yeah. It really does. <laughs> but it also in- increases circulating levels of estrogen. It can actually cause breast enlargement. It can decrease your sperm count, decrease testosterone levels. I don't so, want any of that. Well, if you've been smoking a lot of pot, you've got all that. Oh, uh, so it's uh, it definitely can. It'll make you depressed eventually when you smoke it long enough, and that also decreases your sex drive. See, I, I, I kind of sort of think that's starting to happen because I've um, smoked a lot on a daily basis for a few years now. And um, well, let, let's let's let me ask you the can I can I ask you my questions? Yeah, yeah hurry. Do you remember the first time you smoked pot? Yeah. Did did you get high the first time you used it? Uh, the first time. The very yeah. first time. Yeah, it takes about three times typically mm-hmm. to get high. Intro's great. He asks the question, then feeds the answer. Right. Well, he said no to the ago. first time, and so was it around the third time you finally got high? No, second. Second time. Okay. He was he was hemming and hawing actually. He was starting to said the second think. time. Did you, and what did you think of the drug the second time you, when you really got high from it? I loved it. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> did I prompt that? Huh? I don't know. True. What, You're what, like what's, a, what's the like what's a the point? A marijuana addict. A marijuana addict will always will will frequently respond when you say, "What do you think?" They say, I loved it. And that's yeah. a, that, when I first heard that. I thought that that's. That strikes my ear strangely. Most people don't love pot. I mean, you talk to most people about what it was like to smoke pot. They go, oh, it was fun. I, I laughed a lot. It was kind of cool. Marijuana addict will go, eh, I didn't get high for a while. The second or third time, I loved it. It was incredible. When you woke up the day after you had that experience where you loved it, mm-hmm. what were you thinking about? <laughs> I want to do it again. Get more pot. And they think about it every single day from that day forward for somewhere between 1 and 20 years. And after, as as time goes along, what's happening to Mike now starts to happen. They start getting depressed, start getting forgetful, sex drive goes off, start having irritability, start having problems at school, having trouble functioning at work. And they typically then uh, switch to speed. <laughs> 
And, really? and, and speed is what typically brings them in for treatment ultimately. But, uh, Mike, you, you might really think about getting some treatment for this because it, it is the real syndrome. Uh, I would uh, put money on the fact that there's alcoholism in your family, the f- parents or grandparents, because that's almost exclusively who this occurs to. And uh, don't get on to alcohol or speed because uh, that can be more troubling even still. You know, I answered those questions in my head when you asked them. Yeah. How did you do? Well, I didn't say I loved it in my head. I said I, I laughed my ass off the second time. Uh, the second time you saw a crime? Second or third time, yeah. I uh, just couldn't stop. I just remember laughing a lot. Uh, that uh, For me, that was a mushroom. First, uh, I took mushrooms and uh, woke up the next day like I had a stitch in, in my side because I'd been laughing the entire night. Uh, painful. Uh, convulsive. Laughing, but uh, does mar- that, now does that an- does that answer like mean anything? No, addicts. Look, if your parent or grandparents are alcoholics and you smoke pot and loved it, and they wake up thinking about it every day from then after, that's marijuana addiction. That's what that is. Wow. The, the thing I I think marijuana makes you horny, but it but it is overshadowed by the laziness, <laughs> which is I've been high uh, on occasion and thought. I am going to have some righteous sex. Uh, if I can just get up. I just, and then I'm, I, I go, okay, um, all right, let, uh, let me just finish this infomercial. And yeah. then I'll have you, some you, righteous you, chips. Um, <laughs> I had a, uh, a small gathering at the, uh, at, over at the house uh, the other weekend. Everybody got stoned, and I announced when the TV set went on about uh, one in the morning, I said, listen, whatever station is on when we turn the TV set on, it's going to stay there because I know the stone mentality. And it was, I think it was an infomercial. Or it was like Maury Povich. And you loved watching and it, And these right? are five guys sitting around. <laughs> I, have a, I have a damn satellite at my house. There's like 700 stations and, you know, HBO in, in, in Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. And we sat and watched uh, Maury Povich uh, for uh, an hour. Actually, I think it was even longer, even did though you, the show is only now. Did you enjoy it? Uh, just mesmerized. Is, it, just, is there just, something wrong with that then? Like is a strange bad? grip had taken had taken over us. Could not change it off of Maury. And in about 20 minutes into it, I announced it. I said, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> what I say about changing the channel? And everyone went, yeah, he's right. <laughs> but we still <laughs> sat there good. and uh, never, never changed it. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, I know we're running late for break here. Mike. Yeah. You're 15. What's going on? Um, I live in San Francisco. Um, I changed my religion recently, and I don't know how to address my parents about it. Mm-hmm. What'd you get off of? Huh? What What were you? Hindu. Mm-hmm. You know, those little... Sure, I know the Hindus. Yeah. And I changed over to Wicca. You mm-hmm. know, on nature, magic, and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, and, um... So, I... what, what are you, Indian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your parents got to be real pissed about this, right? I know that. Yeah. That's why, I don't know, should I tell them or should I just keep it under the hat the rest of my life? <laughs> How long have you been Wicca? Huh? How long have you been a keep year? Keep it under the fez. Or the <laughs> turban? <laughs> no, not a what, turban. What's the hat? What's the, what's the Indian hat? Um, that's, that's for, um, what do you call, sick people? Sick people wear hats in India? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's um, called um, Punjabis. The Punjabi. Yeah. All right, so you keep, keep it under the Punjabi. Uh, those are, whatever. Well, um, so I was just wondering that, um, what should I do? But Wait a minute, wasn't, I don't want to be offensive, but wasn't Haji on Johnny Quest an Indian? Yes. He wore a turban. Yes. And that was wrong? No, yeah. Damn. Was. Why was that wrong? They screw you up. They screw the me. Yeah, I was all screwed up. 
because in India people are all mixed around and stuff, you know. Right. So no turbans. Yeah. Well, there are turbans. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what about the snake in the basket with the flute? That um, that's part of the religion, Hindu, because they pray to uh, you know the cobra is a special snake to one of the gods. Right. Anybody's praying to a snake should be open to other other suggestions. Definitely. Yeah, they pray to a snake. You 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 pray to a tree. Definitely. All right, so you're not you're not trying to cast a spell on anybody. You're just into the the natural. And stuff, also right? at 15, uh, you can have all kinds of interesting ideas that uh, Yeah, that blow with the wind. Uh, may, next year it might be something different. Maybe. But what do they require you to do as a Hindu? Well, like um, every few weeks, um, you like uh, you know have this prayer thing at your house. You invite everybody to hell you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know everybody comes over. They stare at you while you sit in front of this guy who just chatters on, chatters on, don't know what the hell he's saying. Hmm. And, um, let's see, everybody stares at you, and you got to give this guy 500 bucks before he leaves. Sounds like when I go to church. Really? Waste of money. Wait a minute, I think I've been to one of these things. Does he have a ghetto blaster with him? <laughs> There's no nude chicks around? No. No, okay, that's different. That, oh, that's a bachelor party. <laughs> that was right, okay. There's a guy who's making a lot of... There's, there's a lot of parallels there, but just a little bit different. Uh-huh. All right, Mike. Here's the deal. Well, here's here's what I want you to do with your uh, religion. Yeah. With the Wicca. Yeah. Pretend you're pretend you're turning gay. Hey. Now just hold on a second. Okay. And um, approach it the same way. Okay. Don't don't tell your parents until you're totally satisfied with it, and you're a little bit older, and out of uh, out of harm's way. You know, wait wait till you're off at college. Okay. 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 All right. Hey, good I advice. Have one more thing. Yeah. Um, a few nights ago. And be careful. You're not going to be able to meet any good-looking chicks. They're all heavy, the Wiccas. I know. A lot of fat women. Hey, shut up. No, it's true. <laughs> it is? I've never seen a skinny r- witch. I have. Yeah, well, yeah, is that on why TV. You, is, that why you t- is that why you changed over? No, that's not the reason why. Uh, she's got the biggest, you know, I've ever seen. Uh, she is beautiful. And she's into the Wicca? Yeah, she's in Wicca. And you're, uh, you're, trying to, you're trying to get you converted because of her? No, she turned atheist when I turned Wicca. Oh, that's rough. Now you got to go atheist. <laughs> no, I'm going to stay Wicca. Okay. Well, um, the thing that happened was a few nights. Uh, ago. Hold on, Wicca is like atheists who recycle. That's basically <laughs> what Wicca is. I figured. I figured the whole thing out. You believe in a god. You believe in a goddess. Right. And uh, yeah. You know, you All right, Mike. Listen. Yeah. Uh, we got to go. You do? Yeah. What time is it? It's late for us. Oh my god. Yeah. I've been on for 87 minutes. Yeah, and it's my people's uh, uh, Sabbath today, isn't it, uh, Drew? It's Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Okay. No, no. All right. Well, we'll put you on hold, and oh, you can you tell it to Sherry, and then if it's good, she'll tell us. She already knows about it. All right. Please. <laughs> I'm arguing <laughs> with listeners like I can't hang up on them. You seem like a nice guy. Just uh, don't tell the parents. Don't piss your parents off while you're living with them. That's Absolutely. my motto. Okay. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Paul Williams. And I'm Tracy Jackson. Now check out our new podcast, Gratitude and Trust. 
We, along with some very special guests, will show you how to get what you want out of life. And more importantly, how to keep it. It's inspiration. Enlightenment. And lots of humor. As we discover and share ways to give back. And live life in love and service and gratitude and trust. So join us every Tuesday for Gratitude and Trust. Gratitude and Trust is available at iTunes and PodcastOne.com. It'll make your life better. You better get some right now. Traveler, and you're listening to The Love Line, where love likes to hang out. Oh, that big teddy bear. Tonight, He's our guest, uh, Ken Marino. Ken, hey. you remember from the uh, state on uh, MTV, and you will soon remember him from, uh, and I don't mean that it's going anywhere, Men Behaving Badly. Men Behaving Badly. Sunday nights, 8 o'clock, NBC, huge break. I mean, it's Rob Schneider and that other guy are paired up, and then the other guy goes south, and uh, they go on a national search to replace this guy, and... Um, you wind up with me. They wind up with Ken, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. They, they flew you out from New York to audition and everything? Yeah, they flew me out. Uh, I auditioned on uh, tape in New York, and then they flew me out here to L.A., and then they wanted to see... Uh, they liked me, and they wanted to see how our, uh, my chemistry with uh, Rob was, but he was in Hong Kong at the time. Mm-hmm. So then uh, two days later, they flew me out to Hong Kong. You can't be serious. Very serious. It was oh. the most bizarre experience of my life. It was a couple of weeks before the, the turnover. Right. Did you join the sex tour with him? or We uh, went to, uh, after, after we went on tape and, and read our, you know, did our scenes together and we put it on tape, went to a massage parlor called Happy Endings. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say right now that the uh, endings weren't. As happy as I thought they were going to be. He was filming a movie in Hong Kong, I'm, Yeah, I'm some guessing. sort of Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. And they flew you out? Yeah. Oh First God. class. Oh, they just throw money at stuff on uh, TV. <laughs> it's great. Man, that, I, I swear to God, uh, I'd be pissed as a shareholder, by the way. Oh, uh, there's no way to run a business. No, it's yeah. not at all. Oh, yeah. uh, we, uh, I, I was uh, yelling about... Uh, uh, to true about this yesterday off the air, but um, we've done we've taken many pictures together for many publications, and uh, they've all come out quite nicely. And usually, when we do an interview and they have to take a picture, Drew and I always forget. Drew and I get here at nine thirty. Maybe uh, Drew gets here about nine forty-five every evening. And the night before, Ann will say, "So and so from uh, such and such uh, publication is going to be here tomorrow. Be here at nine. And we'll say, "Okay." And then we both show up at nine, <laughs> nine thirty, nine forty-five again. And the people are pissed off because we're on a schedule. And we just we can't figure it out. We're not shaven. We're not close. Unshaven, probably. wearing a t-shirt, and they say we need a picture for the cover of this or for for the for this magazine or this newspaper. And we always go, "All right, well, you got eight minutes because the show's starting." And they just take a picture of us and it always comes out great i mean and some of the best pictures you've seen of us are from these um small magazines oftentimes not uh, not not big time ones and taken very hastily like we've had under 10 minutes to take these pictures and th they look that great that's correct because you're a good looking guy no 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 on the other hand Oh, no, Handsome she does have it's a not, point. It's not about us. No, no, we're, we're attractive enough that you can get a good picture of <laughs> what's, us. What's the, what's the point? And capture the, the point show. Is Here's what the point. Yeah. When we did uh, a whole photo shoot for the TV show, right. there were, uh, it took us uh, 11, 11 hours. Yeah. 
there was a caterer, caterer's assistant, uh, photographer, photographer's yeah, assistant, makeup girl, uh, 30 hair rolls of film. girl, 30 rolls of film, uh, 15 guys from uh, Bragman, Nyman, and uh, Caffarelli all wasting time over there. <laughs> Everyone just trying to, hey, that Bragman, Nyman, and Caffarelli must be just a hellhole in that office because they're all dying to get out of that it was office. Howard, it was Howard Bragman. Uh, well, it, was the, it was the actual Bragmans were out there. The point is, is everybody from William Morris, which must be a hellhole, too, because they're all dying to get out of that place. And the Bragman was there. Everybody was there. They shot 30 rolls of film. Drew looked retarded. I look gay. That was it. That's what they got. I, and I swear to God, there were 35 people standing around. There. They had a huge wardrobe changes, guys getting into fistfights over what cardigan Drew should wear. And next, it was a complete disaster, and it probably cost them 20 grand. They came up with nothing. Meanwhile, these guys fly out from some San Diego rag newspaper. It takes them eight minutes. They get a shot that's 300 times better than those guys came up with spending 20 grand in a day. Too polished. That's all you need to know about TV. Too polished. All right. Flying over to uh, Hong Kong. Or, uh, oh, please. All right. Uh, Brian, you're 26. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, man? Um, I just had a, had a quick question about abuse. Um, having some kind of difficulties dealing with it. Um, so far, nothing quick about this question. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Uh, get in touch with those feelings of abuse. Uh, let me just. Uh, I want to take uh, this one here. Yeah, if you I say like so. that one. Looks uh -huh. like fun. Charlotte. Yes. You're 22. Yes. Real fast now. What's going on? Okay, well, I had my six-week postpartum appointment today, mm -hmm. and um, the doctor gave me this really huge word that basically means that my bladder has fallen. Cystocele. Huh? Cystocele. Yeah, and, and um, what happened was he gave me a mirror, and, and he told me to push Bear down, and it just came out, and it really freaked me out, and I didn't even think to ask any questions because this just looked really strange. What's happening? You had a vaginal delivery. That's what happens when you women have babies. This is my uh, second baby, though, yeah. and this is... He Charlotte, told me that in five to ten years I'd need surgery. Hold on, what Probably. Was, what was the mirror for? Just so you could see the, she so could see could the bladder see pushing it. down in the vagina. Is yeah. that... Uh, he, yeah. like, take, you couldn't take the guy's word for it? Well, he wanted me to see it just because... Charlotte's very common, uh, and if it didn't happen now, it would happen when you're, you know, 40, 50 years old. Because that's... <laughs> most women <laughs> most women that have more than one or two, you know... That's one of the arguments in favor of cesarean sections. In fact, I had a friend, uh, he was an obstetrician, and his wife was a pediatrician, and uh, they. she was very clear she wanted a cesarean section no matter what, and she said, kiddingly, she was the president of the Vaginal Preservation Society. Mark LeBed's wife. You know Mark LeBed. Mm. Dr. Mark. Been on the show a couple times. Yeah. yeah. I do? Yeah. But, oh, yeah, but, yeah. The hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the point is that uh, if, if, if having a child, having a watermelon move down your uh, vaginal canal rips it apart. And typically and so the, falls, the falls bladder will, will fall in or the rectum can fall in both. It, and it can be repaired. Is that was long. See, I heard something now. This, you know, I don't, I don't. Obviously, this isn't the right term for it. But in the gay community, there's something called trunk trunk butt, where if you have <laughs> Adam's looking at me as, with a knowing you, look, like yes. If you yeah. have uh, too much anal sex, they the your 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 something falls out of your anus or something like well, that. Well, you can yeah, you got a rectal prolapse. Some sure. Samsonite falls out of your ass. And I guess it's called trunk butt. Uh, you well, know, because rectal prolapse. Yeah. Sure. Rectal prolapse, trunk butt. Yeah. yeah, could be. Yeah, word on the street is trunk butt. 
You had to start using some uh, <laughs> some of that uh, street lingo, like uh, like rooster or something, uh, when your patients come in. Yeah, you got trunk butt. <laughs> yeah, a little oh, bit of the clap a and uh, strong strong argument for the uh, trunk butt. All right, let's see, Brian. Yeah. All right, so what's going on? Um. Well, my uh, my girlfriend just broke up with me, and uh, um, I, you know, I. I I'm doing everything I possibly can to to make her feel special and loved, and trying to get her back. And she she just calls me an abuser. And why did why did she leave you in the first place? Um. Uh, last year, I um. I I lost. Um, I invested with a company, and I lost a hundred thousand dollars. When did you hit her? Yeah. No. No. It's no. It's. One thing is I've always prided myself to think that's one of the most perverse things to do. Is oh, okay. Well, why is she calling you an abuser? Oh, well, first of all, I'm bipolar, and I have uh, problems with my, um, well, obviously, with, with, with my um, uh, with my attitude. And um, Did you, you know physically abuse her? Huh? Did you physically abuse her at some point? Oh, absolutely not, no. It was, it was verbal. All right, hold on. Uh, it was verbal. Oh, thank God. I mean, um, listen, Brian. Right. Yeah. He, here, here's the, the I'm going to give you the whole truth here. Sure. Uh, we're out of show. We're just about out of show. All right. Uh, I, um, you're not in a good condition to talk on the radio. and But Drew is in good condition to talk to you off the air. Sure. Would that be all right? All right, why don't we do that? Because I, I can see you're hurting and you uh, you need some help, but we got to go to break and we're out of show. Right. So Drew is now making his way over there in the studio. He's going to pick up. Actually, can Drew just pick up? Can I hear him when he picks up? That won't work? No, we don't have that kind of technology in place here. <laughs> the beauty of modern technology. Drew, are you there? No. All right, so we're going to switch over. All right, Brian? I'm here. I'm here. Hey, Drew, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Hey, uh, uh, smack Ann on the top of the head for <laughs> you? I'm looking at him right through the glass here. Brian, you there? Yeah. That's Drew, and it's like you called him at home. Okay, great. Except for he's going to hang up in three minutes. <laughs> All right, so chat it up with Drew, and we'll be back with a little more love line after this. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love Line will be right back. Thanks for making the Big Podcast with Shaq the number one sports podcast on Podcast One and iTunes. He is comedian Frank Caliendo. Frank, can we play a game right now? Whenever I say the name, you got to give me that voice. Barkley. Oh, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. I would, is there a subject we're talking about? Like Stephen A. I'm incredulous to this entire situation. <laughs> I understand where we're going. John Madden. And then you think of all the things that these guys Barkley. do. Barkley. The funny thing is that Shaq is a master puppeteer. That's what makes him really, really good. He's, he's like a regular Jim Henson. Let me just say that. Look out. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.
Hi everybody, this is Art from Everclare, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is, and uh, Art will be in here tomorrow night. Good. Imagine that. It's been a while. We really do like him, and um, that'll be a nice Love Line reunion. Drew, did yeah. you do all right on the phone there? Yeah, turned out that he was uh, bipolar, hadn't been taking his meds, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah, sounded real depressed. He was I, very depressed. Bipolar. And I... Ken, and the girlfriends had a more abusive than he did, frankly. Okay, we're out of time. Ken Marino, thank you very much. Thank you. I had a great time, man. Ken's a nice guy. We get a good vibe off of Ken. You know, it's not the, it's not that song and dance you yes. get oftentimes yes, from and, the uh, uh, TV folks. Uh, Sunday nights, <laughs> eight o'clock. NBC. Thanks. Men behaving badly. Do yeah. not miss it. It's gonna. Have, it, Ken will rub his uh, New York style and attitude and stink all over this show, <laughs> and it's gonna be spraying all over that show. Oh, bigger and better. Even my. <laughs> he's, a, he's a cat man too. Huh? You can tell. <laughs> Ken Marino, thank you. Uh, Art from Everclear tomorrow night. And until next time, Don't thank is, everybody. I thank them the last two nights. It's Sam Crowley for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay, download the True Car app today.